This podcast and following message are brought to you by The Sharing. Discover what it's like to be part of something larger than yourself, something big, something important. Located in sunny Santa Barbara, The Sharing is committed to family, virtue, righteousness, and brotherhood and sisterhood. Join now as a member of The Outer Sharing for the chance to become one of the special chosen few, a full member of The Inner Sharing. The Sharing. You will be a part. You will be different. Okay, and we're back. (laughs) Wow, thank goodness. Ooh, I was also thinking that if we ever bring on a guest host who has not read the series at all, we Mm -hmm. could like literally send them out of the room. (laughs) Be like, okay, that's all we need from you here. Okay, yeah, you're. We could uh, just do two recording sessions or something. Well, for dramatic effect, you know. (laughs) Yeah, Um. hear the door slam. (laughs) Yeah, you can see yourself out. (laughs) (laughs) Hear like tires screech as they like pull away. (laughs) And <laughs> we, like, watch them leave at the window. Okay, so that, what do you want to talk about first? It has been over two hours. I think we can wrap this up within 20 minutes if we push off discussion of, like... Big theories. Yeah, maybe no big theories about specifically... <sighs> okay, we can just do it. We can skill for it. No, 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 we okay. all night. I can save my big theories. Yeah, well, no big theories that could be relevant Because if I do all my big... Point. Yeah, if I say all my big yeah. theories, then I'll become obsolete. Yeah. And then it'll just be the Andrew show. Oof. I'm only good for my big theories. <laughs> You're the brains. I'm the other brain. You're the... Oh. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Yeah. Continuing with the close reading of this passage, um, whenever we see these scenes of, like, a yerk controlling a human, I just feel like we're just sorely in need of reading Visser right now. Does that make sense? Yeah, once you read Visser, you, like, understand what it feels like to be a year controlling yeah, human. Yeah, And I feel like that perspective is just, the book, like, cries out for that perspective right now. And Although, is there any host rebellion in Visser? Yeah, there's actually the scene where uh, Visser 1's Yerk, Idris, is inhabiting a host body, and she lets the host body have control of a single eye. The host body, Alice, closes the eye on the highway in L.A. to try and kill them. And then there's... Oh, this... I need to reread this book. I know, yeah. Um, Do you have anything else you want to talk about as it pertains to this passage? And spoilers? Uh, so... Okay, so we're talking about how Yurks don't do things for fun. Or like, you mm-hmm. know, Rachel sees them like not doing anything for fun. Like they yeah. just sort of sit, but that's not necessarily true. Like in Visser, you see a Yurk doing things for fun. Like yeah. all she does is fun for like part of it. Yeah, but then all the Yurks are like, "That's so abnormal." You know, they feel like disgusted at that. The Yurks who are holding, you know, uh, her on trial. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I feel like it could have gone either way with this whole thing. Like because. I could have imagined that they would be like, oh, we need to, like, play the role of, like, parents. Like, I'm the assistant principal. I need to, like, make sure this meeting with the school board tomorrow, like, goes okay. Or whatever. Mm -hmm. Or, like, oh, I'm a mom. I'm gonna, like, go maintain my relationships with my other, like, mom friends. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, or, you know, so I could see it going that way. Or I could see it going this way. So I just thought, 
that was interesting. An interesting choice. Um, Oh, yeah, about Chapman. Sorry. Um, Chapman, in uh, the Andalite Chronicles, Visser 3 and Elfingor meet Chapman. What happens? Um, They meet the Yerk or they meet the human? The human. The human Chapman. Before he's controlled? Yeah. And then his mind, I think, gets mm, wiped. Chapman's? The human Chapman's, yeah. In the Andalite Chronicles? Yes. Isn't that like a prequel? Yeah. But Chapman, in like this book, remembers like being taken over and stuff. Yeah, so he's like... He's like a, oh, a oh, teenager. Oh, they meet him like in the past. Oh, I get yeah. it. Yeah, and then then his his encounters with the space aliens get wiped from his memory. But then when he grows up, he's again infested. Oh man, that's dark. Yeah, <clears throat> but I I don't know if Visser Three's recollections of Chapman were erased. Does that make sense? If whose recollections of Chapman? Visser Three, the Yerk Visser Threes. Oh yeah. Esplan. Oh weird. That'd be weird. I feel like they wouldn't be, but I don't know. So that might be why Visser 3 has, like, more respect for Chapman and allows him... And more Skyping. Well, also why Visser 3 might allow the human Chapman to talk to him. Oh! Because it's not just, like, any host, right? It's, like, a host who is weirdly involved in their... in his past random battles with Elfinger. That's fair. Oh, I just wanted to say about the, like, animal smelling ears thing. I know you said before, like... Okay, Amplegate must have dropped it because that would have been so useful, but then they never use it. But they're, like, rarely in a situation where they need to know who's a <clears> controller <throat> and who's not. Like, I mean... Usually they no, know. No, they, they tail people for three days. Yeah, like, but I, th- I guess we talked about this last time. Yeah. But, like, even if they could just smell it on them, I feel like they would still want to tell them for three days. Because whenever they smell... At yeah. least in this book and the last book, they're like, I also smelled something kind of weird. I wondered if this was, like, the Yerk. Yeah. But they're never like, oh, I smelled something really yerky. Yeah. You know? So they would still want to tell people for three days. Yeah. But then the whole, we can possibly smell yerks inside someone is kind of dropped. They don't acknowledge that it could be like one way to yeah sniff out controllers. Yeah, I guess it's tough because there's just so many smells for like cats and dogs. Yeah, you'd probably have to get like a specially, maybe if you morphed like a bomb squad dog or something like that. I know. That'd be actually a good, uh, like, plot. Um, is there a limit to number of morphs? Um, no. But if so, the Animorphs haven't hit it. No, no, I know that. I was just thinking, like, Z-Space. Because Rachel brings up this question. Because she's like, oh my gosh, I have more four things. I was like, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's hard to say. I I would think it's, like, the only limit would be, like, if something... Like, once you run the risk of, like, something crashing into you in Z-Space or something, right? Yeah. Oh, no, wait, hold on. Because the morph isn't in Z-Space. Just no, your original body masses. is in Z-Space. So, yeah, it is weird, though. Like, where is all that stored? Well, right. My theory is that it creates a stem cell with each morph. And, you know, that's just a single cell. You can have a ton of those. Yeah, so the limit would just be enough to, like, clog your bloodstream. If they are stored in your bloodstream... Yeah, they always say they are, so I just sort of assume. Oh, they they, they actually totally are because that's like how the Yerks find the and animals. Right, right. Is because of the animal DNA in their blood. Yeah. Plus, like that would make sense because where else would it go if it wasn't in your bloodstream? Like where else would you store it? You wouldn't store <clears> it like 
in your muscle cells or something. You know what I mean? I mean, the brain would be like a nice kind of symbolic way to do it. Yeah, but then it can't go to like the rest of your body. No, but it, it like, in my view, it just, it like eats your mass basically mm -hmm. and consumes you. So it like doesn't really matter where it starts. It will just make its way through the, your mass. Yeah, but that's not true because they can morph like their hands and feet at the same time while waiting for their torso. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, I guess that points to it being in the blood. Yeah, I think it's gotta be. So it can get to mm -hmm. everywhere. And also that makes sense because it takes two to three minutes to morph. Mm -hmm. It makes sense that it wouldn't be like all at once because you need your blood to like circulate. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, also, Marco at the beginning is like, we should go into showbiz. We could be on Letterman. We could be on talk shows. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Marco, you achieved your dream. I know he did. Oh, also, this is like the main thing I wanted to bring up in super spoilers time is Melissa Chapman is pretty much never heard from again, you know? Yeah, I know. Doesn't somebody else talk about this somewhere? Like everyone. Every animal's pod because it's like a huge thing, you know? And I, I think... She is, she is talked about, but only barely. Yeah. Like yeah. She, ne she never has a role in like the whole war. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, which I think um, some people have like called it out as kind of a like okay applegate maybe didn't do a great job of like finishing up this arc but i actually think that it's like it like highlights how the war like takes rachel over and she begins like fighting for just the sake of fighting rather than well like the thing that she was fighting for melissa kind of just gets left behind you know well Okay, I think an alternate reading, though, is that Rachel's only paying attention to Melissa in the first place here because of the mission, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They do not have any more missions that, like, directly involve, like, getting to Chapman through Melissa. Mm -hmm. So so the mission is not drawing her to, like, care about Melissa. Mm -hmm. um, so she just continues to drift apart from Melissa, like, in her life, right? Because she's, like, busy morphing, Melissa's yeah, busy yeah. being depressed, so yeah. they drift apart. Um, Rachel's whole, like, I'm fighting for Melissa thing, I don't think she's actually fighting for Melissa. I think she's fighting for, like, the abstract idea of, like, parents being able to love their children mm -hmm. and, like, the Yerks taking away a human's, like, capacity to have loving relationships with other people. Mm -hmm. I don't think she's fighting for Melissa no, because she, like, doesn't think care she's about Melissa anymore. she's explicitly fighting to save Melissa, but I think Melissa at least symbolizes, like the ideals rachel is fighting for and she's kind of you know reduced to bit parts from now on yeah cool well all right we did it yeah we made it we're gonna insert the jingle here or something. i guess that's it for today thank you for listening to the soul in the Air pool uh i'm diana and i'm andrew and uh you can catch us next time in the same place that you get all your podcasts uh soul in the Air pool feel free to like comment share Graham, uh, you can email us at soapnearpool at gmail.com. We have a very full inbox, but we will try to, to get back to you if possible. Actually, we get Tumblr notifications on there, so we kind of have a really full inbox. Oh, we also have a Tumblr, the-sulp-near-pool.tumblr.com. Oh, yeah. It's pretty active on the Animorphs tag, actually. It's trippy. It's very active. It's very yeah, active. yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks so much for listening. See you next time. When we read number three, the encounter. Okay, bye. Okay.
it makes you think of like a thing to say at the end. Well, I was gonna fade out music. Oh, okay. not it how does it go yeah but i thought maybe for i think like that that translates really well to the opening credits but then closing credits maybe we need something different no i think it can be like maybe a different section of the same song or something oh the like the shouting part okay anyway sorry we don't need to. I really love that. You guys that. don't need to hear that. 